Welcome. Good morning. It is wonderful to see you all here this morning. Thank you for joining us in person and from home. And while you're listening to us later, maybe during the week, it's really lovely to see you today. May we all be blessed by joining together with God's family on this morning. The Spirit of God invites all of us to worship the Creator at this time and in our places which dwell on Treaty 1 territory, the ancestral lands of the Métis people, the Dakota, the Cree, the Oji Cree, the Dene, the Anishinaabe, and the Haudenosaunee peoples. O morning song of love, O you in whom we live and move and have our being, we have been asleep too long, Heal the unseen part of our lives. Lead us to our awakening places. Awaken us to the new light. Open the doors of our hearts, the windows of our souls. Open the walls of our minds. Awaken us to hope. Awaken us to joy. Awaken us to love. Awaken us to new insights this morning. Make our hearts ready to receive the brightness of your presence. To you we give praise. This morning, we'd like to highlight a few items for Life of the Congregation. Uh, The first one is photos for the directory. Jackie Coop is willing to give everyone a lovely photo for the, if you don't have one, and we'd love to have you all a picture. It's very helpful for some of us <laughs> to have a face. Um, and she is going to, it's in your bulletin, but she will be here, well, this morning, but that's too late, uh, next week, before and after the service on Easter Sunday, and on April 24th. And if you look in the bulletin, you can also schedule an appointment with her if it's more convenient for a Saturday. <clears throat> and... Ron, come on up. Good morning. Um, I've been asked to uh, head up the uh, pick up and walk on May the 7th. Uh, It's an annual event. Um, I'm thinking that uh, just a a word of caution, Gracers, uh, if you haven't been to church for a while, they uh, relegate you to the garbage detail. <laughs> so here I am. My wife didn't show up, so she's babysitting. So, um, so this happens on May the 7th, and uh, Grace Mennonite Church has been a, a really uh, great participant in uh, Pick Up and Walk over the years. Uh, this thing was started in '03 by the... Uh, a free church, the youth in the free church, and uh, it just started with the youth picking up uh, around the church in, in the area, and uh, later on they uh, challenged some other uh, youth groups, and uh, in 2005 the uh, uh, Southland Church uh, took, uh, Grace took up the, the uh, idea and challenged uh, all the churches in Steinbeck to uh, participate. It's not a government thing. It's a it's a it's a 
thing that's organized by the uh, uh, Steinbeck people, and uh, it's uh, really an incredible event. It uh, really uh, is heartwarming to get out there and uh, see all the people at the T.G. Smith that gathered up to 1,200 uh, people gather at the at the um, at the arena, and uh, there's uh, signs about 20 churches signs around the arena or more. Uh, every year it gets, seems to get a little bigger. And uh, there's uh, lunch served after the two and a half hours of garbage pickup. And uh, it's, uh, it's an amazing uh, thing to see the families and the kids uh, out there. And I think it teaches us that uh, there seems to be a lot of litter uh, still in our community. Uh, the first year they picked up 14 tons um, of, uh, when, when the whole community was involved. And since then it's been uh, uh, dropping off between uh, 8 and 5 tons. So uh, it's a, a really a necessary thing. And over the years, um, I was talking to Russ Dick, and he said that he's had phone calls from all over the country and even down in the States people asking what this is all about and how much do uh, all of us get paid for doing this. And, uh, and he says, no, this is a, uh, a volunteer thing and, and the city itself is not involved. That It's uh, the community. It's a real community effort. So on Friday, I'll be attending a meeting. There's a sign-up uh, sheet in the back and you can just check off, put your name in and check off uh, what part of the, that... Uh, event you want to participate in. Uh, there's um, a food service, and I see Albert and his wife, they've done this for years, and uh, they've been involved in the barbecue and the handing out of the foods. Uh, there's uh, hot dogs and uh, farmer sausage, I think, and uh, chips and fruit and all these uh, lovely little things, that they, they, and juice boxes and drinks, and, and a lot of that has been donated. Um, so this happens on the Saturday, uh, basically the first Saturday of May each year. I've been participating in it for 17 years now. And um, usually it's groups of between 6 and 10 people. They'll give us the route. Uh, if you have the yellow T-shirts, bring them with you. Um, if you have more than one, share them. And uh, they also uh, hand out yellow shirts, and the whole town just turns into a yellow mass uh, of people uh, walking around. Be cautious uh, when you're uh, doing this because uh, traffic sometimes is uh, not aware of what's going on and there's a lot of people looking in every direction. So be cautious when you do that. Bring uh, appropriate apparel. Uh, sometimes we've had it uh, postponed to another date because of weather. Uh, bring, uh, bring your rubber boots with you because uh, with the snow that's coming, here this week, it probably won't be dry by the time we get get out there. Uh, they supply uh, gloves and garbage bags. Each person gets three garbage bags, and uh, and you're quite uh, willing to uh, and able to share them with other people if if you haven't filled yours up. And along the route, uh, there will be uh, people that will supply, if uh, necessary, supply you with uh, garbage bags. So. Uh, Again, uh, unbelievable event. Um, there's uh, trucks are needed, uh, people to pick up and walk, and the, the food service. And so on Friday, I'll uh, uh, hand out the names, and they will organize uh, the trucks and the food service 
on the Saturday, just uh, identify yourself and they'll uh, put, give you uh, your responsibilities. Um, again, uh, sign-up sheet is in the back and we hope to see everyone out there. Like I said, uh, Grace uh, Church has been a really fantastic um, uh, participant. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I just want to draw your attention to the little teaser uh, at the bottom of your bulletin about coming adult formation sessions. Uh, the two Sundays after Easter, uh, we will have a two-part series on how to have difficult conversations. Uh, our guests will be uh, Marta Bunnett-Wieb and Joanna Hebert-Bergen from MCC Manitoba. And they will help us uh, to think about and practice how to have conversations with family and friends over issues that are uh, filled with tension. Yes, we're coming out of COVID, but there are also a lot of other issues that we frequently have to converse with in difficult circumstances. So that's what this is about. Uh, I want to uh, notify you, get, give, give you a heads up about two things. One is that uh, these sessions will be slightly longer than usual. They will go from 11 until 12.30. And secondly, they will be workshops in which uh, these guests will also lead us through actual practices uh, of how to have difficult conversations. There will be more details in the bulletins to come. Thank you. In the parking lot, there is a gray van with your door open. License plate, KFS 502. And one more announcement, actually, about the uh, rice in front of me here. Is today the last day? Today's the last day. Today's the last day. Probably they'll take some at the office if you really forget and you need to run it in later. <clears throat> it's great, a great, great fundraising. And I think it's you guys, right? Join us in singing this morning. Good morning. Why don't you stand with us? We'd like to sing song number one. Uh, it's in your hymn books, and we'll sing verse one, verse three, and verse five.
standing, we're going to do the call to worship responsive readings together. Together we seek the way of God, a way so different from the ways of this world. We remind ourselves We praise a God we cannot see and celebrate a salvation we do not understand. In worship, we give up ourselves and we receive the power of God. We cry, Blessed is the one who comes in the power of God's name. Mercy on us, O God, for your thoughts are not our thoughts, and our ways are not your ways. Forgive us for As we walk with Christ on this Lenten journey, let us see your way more clearly. 
For the next parts, there will be times of reading and times of silence and times of prayer while we listen to the music playing in the background. Join me. Your ways, O oh God, are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We seek God's ways. Let us remember together the people that have suffered with the residential schools in Canada. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. In our world in which we recognize darkness, we look to God's light. In our world, in which we recognize darkness, we look to God's light. Lord, move us from seeking the power to control others to instead using power with them for everyone's
On the next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast, well, they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a a donkey's colt, and he sat on it to fulfill what was written, that don't be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. The crowd that was with him Well, they had continued to spread the news that Jesus had called Lazarus from the tomb, had had raised him from the dead. So, many others, having heard that he had given this miraculous sign, they also went out to meet him. So much so that the Pharisees said, this is getting so that we can do nothing else. Look, look how the whole world has now gone after him. It has been two years since we've enjoyed palms and children and all of us on Palm Sunday. So what we are going to do, maybe for children that don't even remember that we did this once upon a time, or you as adults, we are going to ask the children to come up here in a second, and then we are going to have them all take a palm, and if there's extra palms, we're going to have them hold another one in their hands, and we're going to ask you children, and maybe I'll get, uh, I don't know, Maybe Zachary and Paxton, you guys could be the leaders, and I would get you guys, yeah, you're getting big now, aren't you? Yeah, you're the leaders. Yeah. So you guys would be, I'll get you to set up here, and you're going to lead two kind of groups down those aisles, and then back this island, we're going to put all the palms over here onto the stage where Dennis is going to tell a story later about Palm Sunday, okay? So... Um, What we're going to do is while we're doing that, the congregation will be singing, and if the children have an extra palm in their hand, they may give it to you as one of the adults. You can do that, children. If you have an extra one, give it to somebody else on your way, and they're going to join you, and you're all going to walk around to the middle and put all the palms here on the stage while we as a congregation are singing. And maybe I'll suggest so that we actually get the visual that we stay seated for this song, even though we'll probably want to stand up and sing. It's a lively one. So all of you children, why don't you come up now? Everybody who wants to, okay, come on up. And we're going to take some palms. Okay, Ariana, you want to maybe give some of those out? Everybody gets one to start with. Okay, we'll start with one for everybody. There we go, Willa. Gracie, you want one? You got one there? There you go. Avery, there you go. There's one. Now, just wait a minute. Are there extra ones here? Who does everybody have one? Okay, now let everybody let's take an extra one. Okay, people take an extra one if you want. You want an extra one? You want to take an extra one? Extra one, Gracie, okay? And then you give one of your extra ones to one of the adults while you're going around. Now let's go half this way with Zach. Paxton, you lead this group over here, okay? Way you go. Okay? A few more, why don't you go that way, Avery? If you guys are
I, uh, I remember two years ago lamenting the kids not being able to do that, so this felt nice. But kids, come back up. We got a children's a puppet show for you. Finn's got some things up their sleeve for you today. Come on up for a children's story. Good morning, everyone. Well, it certainly does feel exciting here this morning. It's Palm Sunday, the day we remember Jesus riding into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, and all the people welcomed him. We certainly don't want Finn to miss all the excitement. Let's get him out here. Ready? One, two, three. Finn the dragon! Good morning, Finn. Finn? Finn? Finn, are you here? I can't see you very well. You're kind of blending in with the scenery this morning. There's no one here. Just a bunch of palm branches. Oh, really? Well, I admit you are hard to see this morning. It's called camouflage. Camouflage? It's French for make yourself invisible or something like that. Oh, really? And why are you making yourself invisible, Finn? Well, Mel, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, but I'm afraid of parades. I'm sorry to hear that, Finn. I thought you liked parades. I mean, you love the Pioneer Days Parade, the Santa Claus Parade, and the Halloween Costume Parade at school. I, that is true. I do love all of those parades, especially the one where I can dress up like Spider-Man. Then why aren't you excited about the Palm Sunday Parade? Well, shouting Hosanna is different than shouting other things at other parades. Like at the Grey Cup Parade, we don't shout Hosanna, we shout, We won the Grey Cup! I haven't shouted that in a long time. No, Mel, you have not. Not since 2013, in fact, when most of these kids weren't even born. But who's counting? Not me. But Puppet Mel, when the people lined the streets for Jesus, they shouted, Hosanna, which means save us. And I'm hiding behind these palms because I don't know what they were afraid of. What did they need saving from? Getting stuck in a muddy puddle? A Colorado low bringing 80 centimeters of snow? Their parents staying too long at church having coffee with friends? Oh, that's the worst. Were they afraid of a big dog that would be friendly and say hello by slobbering all over them? Dog slobber is gross, Finn. And some of our parents do spend a lot of time at church having coffee. But that's not why people were shouting, save us. They were shouting Hosanna because they wanted Jesus to save them from people who were hurting them. They wanted Jesus to save them from being mean to each other. They wanted Jesus to save them by showing them how to love each other. Oh, phew, that, what a relief. Those are really good things to be saved from. And not all that scary with Jesus around. They really are. Do you think that now you can enjoy the Palm Sunday Parade? I sure can. And it also means that I can probably take these palms off. I think I'm getting a rash. 
Despite being the son of God, Jesus probably can't save you from a rash, Finn. Oh, well, I guess that's okay. The rash is starting to grow on me. <laughs> okay, kids, you can go back to your parents now. Bye! Bye. Just going to clean up a little bit here for uh, Dennis, although I don't know quite how much of this stage he's going to use. So maybe I'll just push them all kind of off of there like that. And this is not part of the end at all. This is actually cleaning this up. <laughs> okay. Um, before Dennis comes up, I just wanted to mention um, the week ahead that's coming. It's Holy Week, um, the week of Easter. And as I was reading this morning, um, Lent, the 40 days that we have been together and worshiping and uh, maybe doing what we've done as we've taken something on or maybe um, stopped doing something during Lent as we sometimes do, this is the week that we have uh, come towards. And it's a different week that has a bit of a somber tome as it begins, and then we end on Easter Sunday, which is next Sunday. So I'd like to tell you what's happening, encourage you to participate in it in a very meaningful way. It's in so many ways um, our story of Jesus is this weekend. I know that um, it, this weekend doesn't happen without Christmas, but Christmas has been taken over um, by our culture and consumerism and all the festivities to the point that it's ours and yet it's also our whole culture. Whereas Easter, very difficult for um, life around us to take the crucifixion and make it something exciting. And so um, this is our time as a church and we get to celebrate it and worship together. So, uh, so that you know what's coming up this week, on Monday, Thursday, which is Thursday evening at 6.45, I might have had that time differently before this week. I learned that I should have it a little earlier because it is supper. There will be a supper, a soup and bread downstairs, and a bit of worship that will be led by myself and Edna Huza and Leroy with some music. And we will have supper and bread to, soup and bread together. And we will also have communion together. So that will be downstairs around tables. We do need to know how many of you are coming. So um, if you could sign up at the back, that would be appreciated. Yes, Jen. Oh, at five, that's what I meant. I just made it later than it was. <laughs> okay, Jen, thank you for interrupting me and correcting me. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's very good, 545. And uh, the sign-up sheet is at the back. Please sign up for that if you'd like to come. For those of you who are online, maybe not here today and would like to be there, just send a message to the office so that we know how many people to prepare for. Secondly, then on Friday, um, last year, some of you may have been here, we had a Stations of the Cross that took place outside with a fire afterwards. We could sit around and talk with each other and share that day. Um, if, there is 80, if there are 80 centimeters of snow on the ground,
around that morning and you still would like to come out, please do. It will be set up in the church here. Kyle will be setting up inside so that Stations of the Cross um, worship will be happening on Friday morning regardless of whether it's outside or inside. And so you know it's rather informal walking from station to station, a time of prayer and reflection. And then like I said, if it's outside and there's a fire, we can uh, talk with each other and have some of that time together as well. Saturday, um, there is nothing I did suggest that um, given that the disciples lost all hope after Jesus died on Friday, we could maybe um, do the same. Recognize the things in this world, in your own life, that have just left you simply devoid of hope. There are a number of those these days. So I did suggest in the insert, spend some time, grab a tea and a coffee. Um, To Kathy um, during the week, I said, um, take an hour. She thought we should maybe change that. So I do get corrected more than once. She said, just some time. It would be better than an hour. And so, yes, take some time to wonder about areas of life where we are devoid of hope as the disciples were. And then Easter morning, we get to come and celebrate hope. There will be a 7 o'clock Easter sunrise service. For those of you who remember those, Eastman Choral will be putting that on. It will not be a choir, but it will be a worship service somewhat similar, I imagine, to what we used to have two years ago before everything changed. And then at 10 o'clock, we will have worship here as a congregation, followed by Pascha and coffee. So um, please enjoy the week, but um, also find ways to make it meaningful as we worship and remember both crucifixion and despair, resurrection and hope together. I was there last week when that guy rode into town on that donkey he had borrowed. You know, uh, when everyone is on the streets hailing Jesus of Nazareth as some kind of king sent from God. Nothing much happens in this town, so whenever a crowd starts forming, you want to be there because you know something unusual is going to happen. The normal routine of civic events here is so dry and predictable that when something starts happening with lots of people and without any advanced planning, well, you feel the excitement grow. You don't really know everyone who's there, but you don't really care because you're not going to get to know them anyway. You don't even know who's really into all the hullabaloo and compared to who is just hanging around or who's just passing by. That's what makes that kind of collective action so different and intriguing. It's, it's so complex and outside of everyday life. It doesn't happen much. And this time, everyone seemed to be really happy. You can usually tell right away when a crowd is basically afraid or angry or mournful or whatever the dominant emotion is, and I felt immediately that this was some kind of celebration. Hmm. Some kind, I say, because it was still uh, a pretty ambiguous situation. Nobody uh, nobody knew exactly what was going to happen, or how, or when. They were just exuberant, talking excitedly, milling around. There was all this mutual stimulation and reactivity, and it seemed to develop a unanimous and intense feeling among everyone there. 
I could feel it long before I found out what all the fuss was about and what, I, I mean, who the object of their attention was. Animated and expressive crowds are like that, you know. It's as if there's some kind of hypnotic effect going on or something contagious spreading that affects everyone and turns normal people kind of irrational. Yeah. People don't stay in their lane. They forget who they actually are and just start feeding off of each other. On the other hand, I'm sure not everyone there was thinking the same thing or even acting the same way. I know I wasn't. I thought it was all fascinating fun, but <laughs> I wasn't exactly swept away in my thinking, even though I was caught up in the excitement. I was just sort of amused. Well, more than that, yeah. Then again, maybe everyone else was thinking alike, and I was the only one who didn't identify totally with what was going on. I have to say I was taken, a little taken aback by how much adulation they gave this guy from Galilee, of all places. I mean, even some pretty important people were laying their coats down on the ground so that the donkey would walk over them. And everyone knows that that is only done for royalty. I had never seen any of these people express such passion for him before, much less heard them gush about him before. And to do it in public? Wow. I mean, it was kind of surreal. Uh, slightly suspicious, actually. Certainly spectacular. Who knows? Maybe they were all already devoted to him privately, but didn't know that about each other, and suddenly being in a crowd together gave them the chance to express what each of them felt deep down all along, but were too afraid to show it. Maybe the whole thing was just a convergence of pre-existing but private thoughts and affections, in which case it was not so much an ecstatic fever caught as a common belief and commitment discovered and expressed. I can see why people would be more likely to shout Hosanna at Jesus while in the safety of large numbers doing the same, when they probably wouldn't do so just passing him by on the street by themselves, right? I mean, you can get away with doing things in crowds that you cannot do on your own because you're less likely to be held directly accountable for what you've done. Come to think of it, <clears throat> I'm quite sure that not everyone else there had one and the same opinion. But those who bowed and worshipped Jesus sure made theirs known, and I guess those who disagreed just kept silent, thinking they were in the minority. 
Silence in those situations looks like agreement, especially when the silent ones do nothing to alter the collective definition of the situation, or even more so when they go along with the crowd in passive ways, like I did, yeah. It's as if what begins as, a, as an ambiguous situation, gets defined in a certain way, and then certain behaviors become appropriate, and other beca- behaviors become inappropriate. A little girl handed me a palm branch just before Jesus passed by where I was standing, and yeah, I waved it too. It was obviously the thing to do, and it, and it was exciting. Uh, I didn't want to draw attention to myself by looking out of place. Uh, I'm not uncommonly self-conscious, am I? Ah, never mind. (laughs) Looking back on it now, it's not hard to see how and why the whole thing happened. We Jews are dominated by those damn Romans. It's terribly humiliating, and we're terribly mad at them. We're all waiting and watching for the Messiah who will empower us as the chosen people of God to become what God has promised we will, the mighty messengers who proclaim his truth to all nations. Some of us had been saying that this Jesus of Nazareth was the one. And when he rode into town on that donkey, just like the prophet said our coming king would, he certainly looked the part. I'll tell you, they were ready to crown him right there and then, and, and probably could have because none of the authorities could have stopped that boisterous crowd. Me? I'm still not sure what to make of it all. I, I know the crowd made me want to believe, and maybe I sort of did in the moment. Those who were beside me in the crowd probably thought I believed. I mean, just like I assumed they did. But I really didn't know enough about the guy to trust even what I myself said and did while part of that crowd. It sounds like he was a pretty strange dude who said and did some pretty bizarre stuff. I probably would have been more inclined to identify with him if he would have been a little more like me, you know, a little more normal. I couldn't make it out the other day later on last week, but I've heard that many of the same people were in the crowd that called for his crucifixion. Did they really change their minds that fast, within one week? Or were they actually just acting in a manner inconsistent with their own genuine beliefs on one of the two occasions? And if so, which occasion? It's so easy to worship him or revile him depending on what others are doing. I suppose the only way I could have been really sure about what I thought of him would have been to get to know him myself. That way I wouldn't have had to depend on others, especially those who seem to change their minds so quickly, so easily, or to just go along with the crowd. 
I guess the only way to rise above the social dynamics of a crowd is to focus on the merits or the demerits of its, of its object of attention instead of just basking in that euphoric feeling of being part of a crowd. If the man really was who he said he was, I need to find that out for myself. Of course, if he really is alive again, as some are now claiming, that would go a long way to answering my questions. The really scary thing is that they said he could tell if you believed in him or not, if you loved him and wanted to follow his ways or not, regardless of how you acted in crowds. But how could he have known me when uh, we never met? I mean, we never even had a conversation. I didn't know him personally. How could he know me? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The answer to that is much the same as the answer to how he could come back to life after death. I need to check that out first. Join me in our prayer of intercession. Loving God, you fill all things with a fullness and a hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time where more of reality is being unveiled for us all to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism denial, fear, and despair. Help us to have the courage to awaken to greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another. We think of Christina in the hospital We remember friends and family in care homes. Help us to think of them often and to do what we can to ease their loneliness. We pray for all of us with fraught relationships, with hopeless thoughts, with broken hearts. Be near, dear God, we pray. Listen to our heart's longings for the healing of our suffering world. We pray for refugees around the world, 
who would rather be in their own homes than fleeing for their lives. Help us to welcome strangers wherever we encounter them. May we place our hope in what matters and in what lasts, trusting in your eternal presence and love. Knowing, good God, that you are hearing us better than we are speaking, we offer these prayers in all of the holy names of God. As Lori plays the offertory, let us consider together the many gifts that we have been blessed with and think of ways we can use those gifts to bless others. Would you stand for the closing song? in the dark, whether it is a seed in the ground, 
a baby in the womb, or Jesus in the tomb. It starts in the dark. Go into this next holy week, remembering that only when a seed lets go does new life arise from it. Go recalling the times of letting go that have allowed for new life to come. Go into your days aware of the deep growth stirring within you. Go in love. Go in peace. Go in grace.